Chapter 1 Changzhou, 1928 For once I had been eager to leave school and get home. I jumped off the rickshaw as soon as it stopped outside the walls of our estate and darted through the wicket gate, dashing past Lao Li, who sat on guard just inside the entrance. No need to rush, third young mistress, the old gatekeeper called after me. The guests won't be here for at least two hours. For the party, he would change into an immaculate house uniform of gray tunic and trousers. He would push open the huge front gates while other servants swarmed to the entrance to guide carriages and sedan chairs into the forecourt and out again, smooth and practiced as clockwork. The party wasn't my only reason for hurrying. Father had promised to give me his decision today. I sprinted through the courtyard, then past the formal reception halls, and through to the next garden. I had just turned seventeen and was trying to be mindful of my dignity. I hadn't jumped the boxwood hedge in years, but on this day I hiked up the skirt of my chi-pao and prepared to take a shortcut. Hold, I begged my souls. Hold this flow of memories and let me look at my home again. I want to see the entire property as it was that day. The world of my childhood lies enclosed within its walls. Recollections of bare feet on cool moss, a grove of green bamboo, my face pressed against tall windows, watching raindrops gather in pools on a marble terrace. Obligingly, my hun soul halts the stream of memories, and together, we rise above the gray roof tiles to view my home as it was. I see myself below, pigtails streaming and skirt yanked up my thighs, about to hurdle a two-foot hedge. I see my family's estate, its perimeter bounded by whitewashed brick walls, the heavy wooden gates banded with brass studs. I catch glimpses of quiet streets outside, lined with tall, leafy sycamores and other walls, other homes. The old garden is at the center of our property, a huge private park with a man-made lake at one end, large enough to contain an island of reeds and willows, home to families of ducks. Arranged around the old garden are a dozen courtyard houses, each nestled beside its own smaller garden. In that moment of suspended memory, one of my great-uncles is halted in mid-step on his stroll around the lake, a servant boy behind him toting books and a canteen of water. Two of my aunts rest in the shade of the bamboo grove, admiring a stand of blue irises. On one of the terraces facing the old garden, my nieces skip rope, arms raised, motionless. I turn my gaze across to my own home, built thirty years ago when my father returned from university in Paris, in love with honey-colored stone and all things French. We lived in a villa surrounded by a green lawn that rolled down to rose gardens bordered by boxwood hedges. It was all straight lines and precise geometry, even to the clipped Italian cypresses lining the walls. The rose garden blooms in masses of color, extravagant and gaudy compared to the restrained serenity of the old garden. Then my hunsol allows the stream of memories to flow again. I watch my memory self leap over the hedge, and at the same time, I feel the boxwood leaves brush past my ankles, and the giddy, unreserved joy of being seventeen again. I ran into the villa and nearly crashed into Nanny Chu. Whoa, whoa, third young mistress, why are you running inside the house like some mad animal? I need to see father, right now, is he in the study? Yes, but the master is with your brothers. That meant father was discussing family finances. Oh, has eldest sister arrived? She is helping second young mistress get dressed.
My sister Gao Yin was home from Shanghai for the party. I nearly slipped on the cool marble of the circular staircase as I dashed up to the western wing of the house, where my second sister, Su Yin, sat at her dressing table. Gao Yin stood behind, pinning up her hair. They both turned to me, smiling in welcome. How could I have forgotten their lovely faces, even for a moment, even in death? Everyone agreed that my mother had been the most beautiful woman ever to marry into our family. I was four when she died and retained only the haziest of impressions of her, a pale oval face, the scent of osmanthus blossom. Her exquisite features lived on, celebrated in family legend and preserved in a few sepia-toned photographs. Before they turned sixteen, my two older sisters, near replicas of our mother, were famous already in Changzhou.